Good morning. Welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm very happy to see you all here on this third Sunday of Advent. Um, we have a couple announcements to go over, um, but I also want to say hi and welcome to all those joining us on Facebook or watching or listening to this later. Um, we appreciate you joining us and hope that you feel a part of our faith community and family here. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Barb for some announcements and we'll go from there. Good morning. Just a reminder that next week we're going to have pizza and a movie or euchre games or euchre. We'll see. Uh, and if you want, it's going to be at five o'clock next Saturday. And if you'd like to bring something, if you want to bring some cookies, just a snack on for dessert, we're also going to have popcorn during the movie. We tried this with the young kids uh, Friday. We were hoping they'd fall asleep because <laughs> they were cuddled up and they, they might have dozed a little. And uh, we got a card from Mark Rodan. He sent us a Christmas card, for those of you who remember, along with a picture of their great-granddaughter. And Mark says, Merry Christmas to that great congregation. You. May God bless you in 2023. Mark and Lois are enjoying retirement and have gone to Hawaii. Next year, our last big trip, Alaskan cruise. Mark works part-time in schools, Addison and Morency, of course, and loves it. Fond memories, praise band, chicken dinners, knife sales, bake sales, and potlucks in the gazebo. Burlap sack races, anyone? God bless Stony Creek United Methodist Church. So we'll put this, we'll put this up on the, on the board for everybody to see. And I have a lot of other things, but they're going to be in joys and concerns. There we go. Do we have anything else for the good of the cause? Yes. Just a reminder that we are taking up collection, and, if you, and this is for the pastor and all the staff here at the church that keep this place going, along with a lot of other people. But anyway, we are, if you'd like to make a donation in the white church, um, that would be great. And everyone has been very generous right now, and, but we need more. To really show them how much we appreciate and care for them. So please feel, um, I, at least next this week and next week, we'll be uh, continuing to make, take those collections. Thank you. Anything else? Going once, twice. All right, cool. Well, that is some of the ministry, some of the business, some of the things we like to do here. Um, and if you ever have any questions about any of that stuff, please reach out uh, to me or whoever was talking about that particular thing. Um, and I'm going to turn things over to our praise band to get us started this morning. Christmas time. 
today. I invite you to bow our heads and become in a prayerful mood as we do the opening prayer together. Holy God, your prophets have long spoken of the one who would come to save us. Now the promise is fulfilled. Now your kingdom has come near. Send us as messengers of your way to go and tell all the world of the wonders we have seen and the good news we have heard through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As a farmer plants the seeds and waits for the rains to come, let us entrust our gifts to the Lord as we await the coming of God's reign.
If you would rise as you are able and join in our doxology, which you can find on page 95 in your hymnals. Thanks be to you, O God, maker of heaven and earth, giver of justice, lover of righteousness, hope of the afflicted, and friend of the poor. Your faithfulness never fails. Take and use these gifts we offer to further your purpose in the world and to fulfill the promise of the world to come. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. You may be seated. It is now a time for all of God's children like to invite our youth and children to come up. And don't forget, you are all God's children, so anybody can come up and join us. Good morning. Oh. How are you guys doing today? Okay, well, that's all right. That's why it's called an accident. All right, so do you guys remember what happens later this month? What happens? Yeah, and Christmas is when Jesus is born. So we are preparing this whole month for Jesus' birth. Why is Jesus' birth so special? What do you think? Mm hmm. Okay. Right, but why is it so special? And Jesus, Jesus wasn't just a regular person, remember? Jesus is God's son. So that's part of the reason it's so special. It was going to be the time when God was going to be here on earth amongst all the people as a person, okay? So I want to read you a story this morning called Joseph's Joy. Okay, so this is Joseph. He's sleeping. And this 
Well, you're going to find out who that is in a second. There was a man named Joseph whose family lived in Bethlehem. Joseph came from the family of King David. Do you guys remember King David? We talked about him a little while ago. So Joseph is one of his descendants. So like a great, 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 grandpa. Joseph was engaged to marry a woman named Mary. Joseph learned that Mary was going to have a baby. Joseph had a dream. In the dream, he saw an angel of God. Okay, that's who that is. That's one of God's angels. The angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary is having is God's gift to the whole world. Marry her and name the baby Jesus. When he woke up, Joseph married Mary, and when Mary gave birth to a son, Joseph named the baby Jesus. I wonder, did Joseph have any more dreams like this? What do you think? You think he might have? Yeah, God, God communicates sometimes to people through their dreams. Um, and that was a really good way for them, for people to hear what God's plan was. All right. Can you guys join me in a repeat after me prayer? Yeah. Dear God, Dear God. Thank you for sending. Thank you for sending. Messengers to teach us. About Jesus. Amen. Yes, and now we're going to do the Lord's Prayer. Are you guys ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right, you guys can each have a sucker. Well, God's kingdom. You're not, you're not going to force me that again. Because yeah. <laughs> every time when it gets bubblegum, you force me. Apparently, bubblegum's not a favorite. All right. If you <coughs> would uh, rise as you are able and join me in our next hymn, number 218. It came upon the midnight clear.
seated. <clears throat> now is a time that we live before God and God's peoples, the thing that, things that may weigh upon our hearts and our minds, but also those things that give us cause for celebration. Do we have any joys and concerns we'd like to lift up this morning? Okay, here we go. Um, during the week, I was able to go and visit with Jenny Davis Brown and Midge Fodrich. And as I always tell Jenny, I want to be like her when I grow up because she just keeps going. She had 20, 25 pairs of mittens for me to take to the school. That was just for Bishop. She also had done 25 for another group and 25 for another group. So she's still going strong. Mitch, they both send their love and hello. We tried to get all caught up. And then we, yesterday, the Girl Scout troop made 220 cookies here. Um, they were busy cooking and baking things for, they were gonna be distributing cookies. And um, Brick Elementary is part of a grant. It's the Community Action Network. And we do give them, we have provided them with um, extra food and um, things like shampoo and uh, personal hygiene items. And I will put on the outreach board, uh, we are mentioned in their newsletter with a thank you for doing that. And then lastly, I received an email from the social worker at Bishop Elementary. She had given out the first gift card from the church to the one of the families she had selected, and she said, this was their response. Thank you so much. This is literally life-changing. I greatly appreciate it. So we are making a difference in people's lives. I bring uh, a concern I have to those of you that knew Dorothy Newman knew she had to move from our community. And she now lives on Carpenter Road and one of the few joys that she has is to come to church on Sunday. And up until recently she was able to drive, but she's not driving right now. So if there's anyone who's willing to go pick up Dorothy, not every Sunday, but if you could just stop by, give her a call, I know she would appreciate it. And um, that's it, just keep Dorothy. She is, she's still doing fine, but she misses our community and she misses the Sundays when she can't be in church with us. So just give us some thought. Thank you. Yeah, I had a couple of things. Uh, I got a call last night while I was on the road. And my daughter is back from her pilgrimage over in Turkey and uh, in uh, France when she went over there. And she kind of wore out. She still was a rough ride, a lot of rocks and this kind of thing, but she really enjoyed it. And also, I'd like continued prayers for my sister-in-law, Cynthia Crawford, who's uh, continuing to uh, rehab at her house over in uh, Gregory. And she's doing pretty well. She's still getting around with a walker, and she'll be that way for a while. She had uh, hip replacement. 
So prayers for Cynthia. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. All right, if you would please join me then in an attitude of prayer. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and help us according to the promise of your steadfast love. Let these petitions we have spoken aloud in the midst of this assembly, as well as those we hold in our hearts, rise to your ears as we know you hear our prayers. Hold each one as well as each of us close to your heart and bless them with your grace. We especially lift up the thanksgiving for blessings of time with our friends, of being able to bless others through our gifts and graces, to be able to support numerous communities in ways that they dearly need them for opportunities to make life-changing gifts to those in need. We also give thanks for Jill's return home from her overseas mission work. We ask that you renew her energy and continue to watch over her and guide her in the work that you send her out to do both here and abroad. We also lift up our prayers of concerns, prayers for Dorothy and others who may not be able to get around to the places and things that they would most like to and need to, and as well for Cynthia and others who are rehabbing and healing from their injuries or illnesses and all those who are still battling with their health. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and help us according to the promise of your steadfast love. Let all generations see your blessing, for your name is holy and your mercy is great. Show the strength of your hand and lift the burdens of the poor. Work wonders for the humble and scatter the plans of the proud. Look with favor upon the lowly and cast down tyrants from their thrones. Fill the hungry with good things and empty the hands of the greedy. Then we will sing out with joy and glorify you forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And if you would turn to hymn number 204 for our prayer response.
And if you would please join with me in our prayer for illumination. Lord God, in this dry and dusty place, pour out the power of your spirit so that your word may blossom in our lives through Jesus Christ, our way in the wilderness. Amen. And if you would please now turn to your handout for our Advent meditation. This morning, our hymn of focus is one that I think you will recognize. O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye, to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. The brightness of glory, light of light eternal, our lowly nature he hath not abhorred, Son of the Father, Word of God incarnate. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing, choirs of angels, sing in exaltation. O sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. In sending Jesus to the earth, the Father set out to establish a new covenant in humankind. Through the shed blood of his Son, God established a new and living way for us to follow in fellowship with him. Instead of offering bulls and sheep on an ancient altar, we have only to call on the name of Jesus and rely on the blood he shed for us so that we can enter into the ever presence of the Almighty God. When God made covenants with individuals in the Old Testament, he often changed their name. Abram, which means exalted father, became Abraham, father of a multitude. Jacob, the supplanter, became Israel, prince with God. In each name, it was changed to reflect their change of character and their new relationship for God. We are the new covenant in Jesus, 
and we also gained a new identity. Having been born again by the Spirit, we are transformed from sinners to saints, from disobedient rebels to faithful followers of God. We who once were far off are drawn near his throne of grace as children of God and siblings of Christ. The Father's heart has expressed in this song and cries out to us, O come, faithful ones, come, you joyful and triumphant ones, come and look upon the King of angels, Behold the brightness of his glory, the light of his eternal fire. Come, the Father gently beckons. Come, you who have become my children, and give glory to my Son. Our response, found in the final stanza and the refrain, is to gladly welcome him and lift up a chorus of joyous praise and adoration. To adore literally means to put the mouth to or kiss in worship. In past centuries, adoration was expressed to dignitaries and rulers by bowing and kissing their feet or ring. We find the same activity spoken of in the Bible. The Greek word for worship Proskunio is defined as giving reverence by turning towards and kissing. It implies a humble attitude or posture, a total focus on the object of worship, and a special intimacy. With that in mind, allow these verses to spur you towards adoring him. Exalt the Lord our God, bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty are in his dwelling. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come to worship him. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. We will read together. Worshiping you is such a privilege, Lord, to look into your eyes, to tell you how much we love you, to kiss your face. Though we are unworthy to enjoy such intimacy with a holy God, we come boldly, confidently before your throne through the blood of your Son. Allow us to bask here in your presence while we make our adoration for you known. Amen. And we will continue with hymn number 234, O Come All Ye Faithful.
Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Um, We are in chapter 11, verses 2 through 11, which you can find beginning on page 965 in the Bibles in the pews. The Bibles in the pews are using the NIV translation. I will be reading from the Common English Bible translation. This section is headed, Question from John the Baptist. Now when John heard in prison about the things the Christ was doing, he sent word by his disciples to Jesus asking, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus responded, Go, report to John what you hear and see. Those who are blind are able to see. Those who are crippled are walking. People with skin diseases are cleansed. Those who were deaf now hear. Those who were dead are raised up. The poor have good news proclaimed to them. Happy are those who don't stumble and fall because of me. When John's disciples had gone, Jesus spoke to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the wilderness to see? A stalk blowing in the wind? What did you go out to see? A man dressed in refined clothes? Look, those who wear refined clothes are in royal palaces. What did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. He is the one of whom it is written, Look, I am sending my messenger before you who will prepare your way before you. I assure you that no one who has ever been born is greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Loving God, we struggle to wait. And even when we are able to bring ourselves to be able to wait, we sometimes then mistake what you would have us do for what might make us more comfortable or have an easier time. But we do know that faith is not always an easy thing, and faith can take us to some uncomfortable places. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit into our hearts and our minds to help us in those challenges and uncomfortable moments that we might see them through and follow where you call us. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning once again to all of you, and God's blessings on you and those that you love and hold close in your hearts. This is, as I said at the beginning of the service, the third Sunday of Advent, which means we have one more Sunday, and then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to celebrate worship together. Throughout this Advent season, one of anticipation We've been following a sermon series called Waiting Well. And this series is teaching us to better understand how Advent gives us a lesson in waiting and also a lesson in knowing when to act. 
And it's the second part that I think people are, are not always thinking about during this time of year. We hear over and over again about Advent being the season of anticipation. And I think sometimes we forget that there is a little more to it. Last week we focused on how not all actions are created equal and how there are the actions that we may choose to take and then there are the actions that God would like us to take. Sometimes those are the same things, but not always. We talked about how we're able, or how we are called, rather, to bear fruit worthy of repentance and to focus on work or works of actions that will actually change the world. And we acknowledged that repentance and faithful living are about much more than just avoiding sin and sinning. Those are definitely a part of it, yes, but not the whole of it. So we continue on in our journey through this season, working our way through these lessons offered about waiting and knowing when to act, and all the while also challenging the, the negative assumptions that we tend to have about waiting, including Understanding or thinking of waiting as meaning inaction or apathy or having a lack of passion. We also continue to work towards an understanding of waiting by seeing it as something deliberate, disciplined, and just. Learning to wait is a spiritual discipline that contributes directly to our emotional health, our spiritual vitality, and it leads us to actions that are grounded in faith. So let us then continue in our message for today titled, That's Okay, I'll Wait. Now I will admit when I put this all together, I hadn't thought that title through very much. And this morning as I was preparing the text for Rich to put on the Facebook video, uh, and I said it out loud in my head, I was like, that sounds awfully passive aggressive. Um, but that's not the intention. <laughs> Something else that I hadn't fully come to realize before working on this series, but when you think about it, one of the best parts of waiting can be the opportunity to rest. It can be an opportunity to rest our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our spirits. And who doesn't feel like they could use a rest right now? Regardless of the continuing effects from the pandemic, this time of year just seems to, to sap more and more of our energy. From shopping, to cooking, to hosting family and friends, to going to parties or celebrations, this, this time of year, it's just this constant drive to go, go, go. So rest, it, Sounds actually kind of nice, doesn't it? And time for rest is, is definitely needed. There is no question about that. That is something that we still, as not just a society or a world, but just as a species, as humans, we, we don't take that seriously enough. However, sometimes that is not what God has determined we need. 
When I go through our reading for today, I try to put myself there or in the shoes of the disciples, and it occurs to me that Jesus' command to the disciples to tell what they have seen, while that was exciting, it also made it very real that this whole following Jesus thing was was no joke. Now, it would not be a huge jump to wonder if the disciples might have preferred to keep waiting for another Messiah. John the Baptist asks, are you the one that we are told would be coming or should we be waiting for someone else? You know, maybe, maybe somebody else who wouldn't challenge them quite so much, wouldn't push them out of their comfort zone quite so much. I mean, think about it. It would have been so much easier if soft robes, physical security, and comforts of the institutions of power were the vehicles for Christ to come into the world. You know, if if he had come in literally like a king and all the expectations that come with that. But nope, that was actually not at all what Jesus was about. The disciples then were, and we are now, invited into a new reality. The disciples and us have, we've waited long enough, and now our waiting has revealed new ways of seeing and and navigating the world. And I don't mean that by using virtual reality headsets. As cool as those things kind of are, I always get queasy after wearing one for a few minutes, and besides, I'm pretty sure Jesus has some other methods. So now we have to make a choice. Do we follow Christ into this new reality? And while we probably all know what we think our answer should be, it is important to acknowledge that knowing the right answer and actually following the right answer can be two very different challenges or realities in themselves. No one has ever said this whole faith thing was going to be easy. As I think about these things for myself, I wonder if there are times when when my self-care can turn into an idolization of that which is easy and comfortable instead of maybe what my body, my mind, and my spirit may truly need. Self-care is absolutely vital. There is no question about that. But we must take care that we don't put so much stock into comfortable things that we then fail to see the disruptive nature of Christ's acts in the world. We have to remember Jesus was a troublemaker. Jesus challenged the old rules and the traditions of the people and society and the covenants almost in and of itself. Jesus flipped tables and made a whip of cords to drive corrupt money changers out of the temple. This wasn't just a soft, fuzzy Jesus, let the little children come to me. There was so much more to him. 
But again, this is not a call to, to burnout or to overfunctioning. We have enough things already in this world that are trying to do that to us. No, rather, this, this is a challenge to find ways to remain open to the ways that Jesus walks into our lives. That lets us know about ways that God is active in the world and, and calls us to follow in faith. Again, at times, maybe even often, this is easier said than done. But I want to ask you all to do something for me. It feels like it's been a while since I've closed a message with a challenge to you. I don't want you to get bored or, or forget. Now, I know that... Let me start that over. I want you to ponder what you and or our community have been waiting for spiritually. I know some of you have been waiting for the Lions to win the Super Bowl. Some of you for the Tigers to win another World Series. It's only been 38 years. Us Cub fans had to wait for over a century after all. At least you no longer have to wait for an impressive University of Michigan football win over the Ohio State University football team. That's not what I'm talking about here. Think about what you, again, and or our community, and you can see that as our faith community here in this congregation, in our geographic community, um, in this area of Ypsilanti, however you might want to identify that word. But think about what has been being waited for spiritually. I want you to try to recall the last time that you waited on God for something and then God surprisingly revealed something life-changing. Now, just because it was life-changing doesn't mean it had to be something that was earth-shattering or upended everything in your life, although it very well may have done that. There are some things that appear to be very small or insignificant, especially at first, that are in fact life-changing. Something that in the initial moment doesn't seem to, to matter, or at least not matter that much, given some time of discernment and, and thought and prayer, you can start to see it in a different light. Because often, and not just in this exercise, but in life in general, discernment and prayer usually go a long way in helping us to not just understand our world, but to better understand our God, our faith, and where God may be calling us. I also want to ask you, to ask yourself, how might we all be more open 
and ready to hear the ways Christ may be calling us to follow? I know that sounds like a big question, and in reality it is. The things that you think about or come up with, they're not always going to be the same for every individual person. As I have said to you before, I believe God speaks to us each in the ways that we are most likely to hear. For some, that may be audibly hearing God's voice somewhere in their day. For others, it is through the words and the mouths of people around them. For others, it's as they read scripture and the words seem to literally jump off the page. But it is more than just hearing God. The question is how might we all be more open and ready to hear those things that God is calling us to follow? And yeah, we can make the excuse, it's Christmas time, it's busy, we got a lot of stuff to do. We talked about that not long ago, about the busy work and our need to set that aside. And yeah, we can own up to the fact that there are things we sometimes just don't want to hear. There might be things God's calling us to that we're afraid of, or at the very least make us uncomfortable. Again, faith is not always an easy thing. It is not always comfortable and soft and like a big fuzzy blanket you can wrap yourself in in front of a fire. Faith is about growing. Faith is what stretches us. And yes, sometimes that process can be a little painful. But as we go through it, we start to continue to become those people that God intends for us to be. So I ask you to please consider those questions over the coming days. Share them with others around you. Journal your answers if, if that's something that you know, helps you. And continue to think about those things over the next few weeks. And think about where there might be an instance that God's calling that maybe you just haven't fully listened to yet or allowed yourself to listen to yet. Amen. If you would rise as we sing our closing hymn number 240, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
beloved siblings in Christ Jesus, about that day and hour no one knows. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Be ready, for the Lord will come at an unexpected hour. May the grace of Christ, the love of God, and the Spirit's joy surround you as you walk in the light of the Lord. Go now in peace, serve the Lord, and live into the hope and joy of the season. Amen. Thank you.